0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tattashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Time Live. Live. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Town Live Extras, so let's start with your host, Dexavia Josiah. Power up and game on. gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, I hope you are having a great week. I First, before I do anything, I want to thank the Stereo Titans uh, for coming back on the show. We had a great time. These guys are absolutely awesome. I look forward to seeing where their role goes from here. Uh, we talked about the new music that they have. You guys are comic book fans, of course, and comic book movie fans. These guys are comic book rock band that you just you can't deny once you hear them and they have done a really great new concept album which is basically epic themes of some of your favorite movies and TV shows and and animated tv shows for that matter uh like x-men and uh spider-man and you know just are really cool and the wonder woman uh theme from the movie is just epic i mean i've watched them play that live it's awesome it was really great to have all of all those guys in there and um to talk about that talk about the live show that i got a chance to see i may actually down the line go see it re- um, down to a rehearsal uh one of these days with them if we could set that up properly and then also we actually had to touch on a very touchy subject if you guys have heard the interview so um especially if you guys have you know gone to you know j1 con and you know this weekend but didn't know you may want to check out the, that interview because there's some things you may not know there's some things you may need to know and there's some of course there's some answers that we need to unravel here you know if I'm a consumer of a product of an event or something like that and there's something kind of you know unethical and or more immoral going on behind it I may want to know about this I may want to do my research I may want to do information I may want answers before I invest in anything you know so I definitely go out of your way to check it out but thank those guys they are awesome and go to stereotitans.com check out what these guys have do listen to their music I guarantee you and check out their first album escape i guarantee you those guys will not let you down especially if you're into rock fan and for those who actually are i don't know how many people in a geek community work out but i do um <laughs> i know there's a portion a percentage a ratio of you guys that do more than just geek out on all of our favorite fandoms. but that their music is definitely playlist worthy to for like workout <laughs> routines i'm telling you if you need that extra edge like i just got a peloton bike and and trust me like that you know they got some great music selections on there but that extra edge if you got your own playlist that helps you immensely trust me like total you know superhero battle cry go out there give it your all type film that's them that that's the energy that they bring to you and in such a good and positive way so you know again go out of your way to check out that interview thank those guys again i'll have them in a uh and in their future, definitely. And I'm look like I said, I look forward to seeing what they have next. We got some great news this week in the world of gaming, some really big news coming from the world of Blizzard Entertainment. We got some big news in the world of wrestling, and as well as its connection to Talk Time Live and how it pertains to us. You'll find out soon enough in there. We got other news that we're going to talk about. Death Stranding is coming out this week, um, but the biggest news. Today, our talk—not not our talk topic. Oh, I'm so—I'm just it's nine o'clock in the morning, people. Our actual final stage review today is a game that I am actually really enjoying, and we'll talk to about that why. And people are wondering whether this game is good or not, and there's some uh, reviews that are out. where well, I'm going to give mine in the final stage review of Mario and Sonic Goes to the Olympics 2020 in Tokyo. Uh, we'll definitely talk about that, because I got my views on it, other people got their views on it, which is conflicting to some extent and it's weird uh some of the reviews i've read in a quarter to mine and you know is it worth your money well we're going to talk about that later on today so um let's just get on to some news right now and uh we'll work on our way from there and i gotta start we're gonna talk wrestling and i love it i love how wrestling is interplaying into all of things anime comics movies and games will be because it's not one of the elements that i would totally talk about out of the blue it has to actually assimilate into one of the fandoms that I love for this format so if any of you guys watch NWA Power which is one of the best new wrestling shows out right now that's playing on YouTube uh, it plays on the elements and essence of the 80's style of wrestling and he just total a, a simplistic natural you know promo centric uh, product that is done by Billy Corgan of the Smashing and Pumpkins, and it is done damn near to perfection. It's a great show. If you're a wrestling fan, if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you already know about NWA Power, because you've already heard about this show. You've already known. You've already got in. You're like one of the insiders. You're one of the... I hate to say it. You may be a Mark. You may be a hardcore, you know, aficionado or whatever it is. But... Or a Dave Meltzer wannabe, if you want to put it that way. Or Brian Alvarez wannabe. But I digress. NWA Power, just week, announced... And what we thought was one of their, like, kayfabe commercials... Was legit an announcement that by Nick Aldis, the uh, the current NWA World Heavyweight Champion there. Phenomenal dude. Phenomenal. Came a long way. In a recent episode, Nick Aldis announced that he as well as the stage in ring for NWA power will be in the game along with Coke and not just any game I'm talking Retromania wrestling that's this this new 2d based game that we talked about a while back that is really bringing a lot of attention to wrestling fans and that are gamers and it's what it is again if you guys don't know this is there's a new wrestling game coming out it's coming out for the Switch, I believe it's coming out for the PlayStation 4 and I believe it's coming out for the Steam as well. I don't not I'm not sure if Xbox is going to be a part of it, but um I do know for a fact that these and we'll find out for sure. Uh that game looks really good. It it plays off of the days of fest and uh Royal Rumble, you know, the arcade WWF games from back in the day uh has a really cool you know 2d sprite uh design and it's also it was announced earlier that the house of hardcore was going to be a part of this and we thought it was just a really house of hardcore centric game no <laughs> no in fact because one i mean tommy dreamer's in there a few of uh, the blue um world order is in there uh austin idol who's like a legend is in the game um uh, Colt Boom Boom Cabana, and of all people, Jack uh, Zack Sabre Jr. from uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is in the game. Like, he's the only New Japan guy that's in there so far, which is kind of interesting that he's in there because he's also in Fire Pro Wrestling as well. But Nick Aldis, world champion, owns the 10 pounds of gold, now announced that he will be in the game as well. Not only that, the stage for NWA Power, and Colt uh, Cabana is also... A wrestler from actually just recently the new nwa national heavyweight champion cole cabana is going to be in the game as well and uh, no announcements as to who else will be in this game but they have a they have a list of people that is going to be in this game it looks really good i hope it plays just as good as it looks um it look it's a retro it's taken off a of retro style wrestling gameplay i hope that the controls are better but the You know, retro style visuals are there, and I feel like there are some retro games out there, and some of them like to, you know, emulate every part, every aspect of the retro experience. And sometimes it's not good. I'd rather have the visuals but updated gameplay. So hopefully, that will have an updated gameplay because I, I play Russell Fest. I still play Russell Fest today, and I played it recently. It's not an easy game to play. It's a button mashing game to play. I hope there's a little bit of technicality to this one, but. We're going to find out soon. Um, no word is uh, who else has been there, but maybe I can get that answer. Because as of that time, I decided, and that announcement, which to me was a big announcement, I decided to reach out to RetroSoft Games, located, by the way, in Collegeville, PA, which is not too far away from here in Philly, which is awesome. There's a movie tavern down there. <laughs> the original, I think the first movie tavern was actually down there. Um, so they're stationed within Pennsylvania this is I'm actually really excited because of that because this is a Philly this is a Pennsylvania bred game and is making waves it's it's getting as much as attention uh, hopefully better attention than 2K20 has uh, as much as attention as with aews announcing, uh going to be announcing soon and the you know the talk of them having a wrestling game. so now these guys have um, you know put their hats you know their name in a hat and i'm excited they're from our neck of the woods so i've reached out to them about um coming on to the show and uh they reached back and they seem to be very excited to want to come on to talk about retro mania wrestling so i am so excited for that we're working out uh day and times right now so definitely stay tuned for that because the next exclusive will be in fact another game related exclusive but for wrestler fans this is going to be so awesome so I am I I I so can't wait for this this is going to be awesome I would like to go to this now that I know that they're in collegeville I would really like to visit that area and find out exactly what's going on behind the scenes that would be so awesome if we can work that out but just having them on the show so far it's gonna be epic I, i think this is gonna be i'm gonna look so much forward to talking to one of the representatives up there so stay tuned for that and much more uh let's move on to some other really really big news and this is the news that we've all been waiting for well i won't say all because not everybody's a fps fan and i'm partial it depends on the game and in this case, I'm excited about this because I had to go full blast on in the experience of this game due to the nature of what I was doing over the summer for Keystone Comic-Con. And that is Overwatch. Blizzard Studios has finally announced the coming of Overwatch 2. At this year's game, uh, BlizzCon, which I believe just gets bigger every year, and this is, this is a testament of how big Overwatch is. Um, we talk, and first of all, this was something that was almost talked about at the Voices of Overwatch panel that I did for Keystone Comic Con with uh, Fred Tatasciore and uh, Charlotte Chung, and they were just waiting for me to ask that question. I was honestly, I that question never even came to my mind. I was thinking about more expansion of you know, because I knew I knew Overwatch Two was eventually going to come, and not only that, I knew that if they even knew about it, that a NDA was going to be, uh, you know brought to the attention of that so that's the situation right there that I knew so I just I went around that and decided to talk about like is there any plans for movies are there any plans for you know anything else like a Netflix series based on this? like is there I, I want to I'd rather see more expansion like Game Freak has done with Pokemon uh with the Pokemon series and just expand it out to, to great lengths and I think they're at that level now that they could do that but you know charlotte thought i was going to actually mention that and then no in fact i was not going to mention that because i knew already um because i knew this announcement was eventually going to come sooner or later and in fact it did so they announced this with the premiere of an eight minute trailer announcing the new game and by the way if you haven't seen it yet go out of your way. these these uh short movies that they do for overwatch are so awesome and this one was no different it was really telling the story of what's going to happen in this new game and how the overwatch crew is coming back or this new version of the overwatch crew is coming back and the new game um which they announced which is in works right now and is geared to come out in 2020 sometime in 2020 but they were able to show a lot of a uh, lot of detail and there's uh, on their website they also show a lot of details as well i got i watched a video conference and uh, there's a lot for fans to be uh, absolutely happy about blizzard entertainment promises a lot of new features requested by fans including a <laughs> What I've been saying for the longest time, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that was screaming this out. Our, our, and we got fans have got their answer. They got their requests. It's been answered and it's been delivered. A game story mode will be in the game. Now, the thing is, even though story mode has been mentioned, they have not really expressed specifically or blatantly whether the game story will be offline or online campaign so i they kept talking about that like that you can play up to four people and you'll be able to play through the game so i don't know if you have if you don't have four people will you be able to play you know where you get kicked out of a campaign will you be able to play i don't know how this is going to work i i i myself hope that it's a more of an offline experience like even if we can't play uh you know we could take it on the road like if this is going to be on say the Nintendo Switch possibly that they'll be able to take it on the road and we'll be able to enjoy it and enjoy the story if we can't play it in competition or arcade or whatever else they're going to have set up for this event so i hope that that's the case i really do i i need them to back off of doing totally online centric uh you know campaigns and experiences i you got to look out for cuz i think the the problem is you got people who you have a, a group of people that I think was isolated from this game experience. If they had more of an offline one-player experience that people can enjoy in, from this game, I think they can accumulate another group of uh, gamers that may want to enjoy this game and not have to be online and not have to deal with other type of things. Now granted, I didn't like their online their online base is really good uh they i w- better than a lot of it. like even on a switch i had i don't know what people were complaining about or how cynical they are but i had no pr- i still every time i go into it on a switch i have no trouble playing that game it's one of the best online experiences i could ha- possibly have i have no lags in there at all i ha- not had any trouble since every time i pop it on for the times that i popped it on i i enjoy it i play it so i I don't know what some people have a problem with but i think just people i don't know sometimes i think people will try to have a contrarian uh perspective on things you know just the sake of which actually really is damaging to certain games that don't deserve it in this case but i like i said i enjoyed it i had they you know but i really wish that it was offline so here's to say it and it's there's some things that may be because the dimension of pve which for those who don't know is player versus environment uh missions for single player will be in here again i didn't i don't know if this is pve has also been said to be offline and you know for single player experiences I, I, I. They didn't just say single player offline. They never once say single player or offline experience. So I don't know to what extent. Well, I do believe they did say some type of one player for the PVE. But I don't know to what extent. They just didn't flat out. It was like they were going beating around the bush of what exactly this is going to be for uh, exactly. And I don't, I don't know if they're specifying anything. And they, of course, they're. We don't know to what stage they are of development right now uh but there's a lot more information that will be coming as the time goes by but they had enough to announce what they're going to be doing and there's more information coming uh new characters have been announced um some of them have been revealed on the trailer uh including something that actually uh charlotte chung mentioned not exactly to the extent of her revealing anything but she was talking about which when you really think about it now it's like she definitely knew she definitely knew because during our panel we were talking about and again one of these days i'm gonna find a way to see if i could doctor that i have the audio i just want to make sure i could doctor it up to a satisfactory you know level that i'm comfortable with for everybody to listen to hopefully i could get it you know taken care of as soon as possible but um we talked about we talked about the fact of uh you know other new characters being in in the game, and you know uh, how diverse the game is with every form of representation on air. The one thing that Charlotte mentioned that there wasn't a fee, uh, a female of color or a uh, African a female African American character, there is now. There is officially a African, I believe she's African American uh, character that they're stating for uh, for this game. So. Uh, or a female of color for that matter there's plenty of females of color in there but this one particular is i believe to be said african-american and um this is awesome so in that sense i believe that she already knew this from the jump and she couldn't really say it blatantly out but she just hinted out and cause it got a reaction. It got a really big reaction. I know my sister was out there like cheering like crazy <laughs> out there uh, when she was at the, when she watched me up the help on stage at the panel um, and the mention of that. So, you know, Charlotte is really, she's really cunning. She knows how to, she knows her fan base. She knows her fan base and she knows her target audience. So I, I really enjoy um, talking with her on there. So um, also new co-op stages and match uh, types, such as push has been announced which push seems like is going to be a good uh esport uh stage uh map, map type for that type of competition it really really plays on the uh the overwatch league style of play for that one so that's it looks enjoyable it looks and enjoyable easy to follow too so i really i really like how that goes um ever evolving multiplayer uh is going to be uh, coming as well the ability for players of the first game such as myself and others to easily transfer their data and dlc to the new game including purchase content so that's awesome that's awesome you're not going to feel left out it's going to immediately transition and assimilate and you know i guess it's going to like if because there's going to be new designs there's new and improved character designs for each character which means the clothing is going to be different so say i i purchased the philadelphia fusion gear for uh diva and um and soldier 76 that is going to immediately transition over but it's going to be laid out in a new design so i guess if you purchase the first um you know uh skins for that that is automatically going to unlock the skins for the other one that's to me the logic of that so uh there's much more information from there uh the story Let's talk about the story just briefly. It centers around a new robotic threat called Null Sector, which is a army of a malicious army of uh, robots uh, who is determined to bring terror to humans. There's an agenda as to why they're doing it that hasn't been revealed yet. And it's going to be revealed in the story. No word exactly uh, has been said about whether the story mode or the PVE would be offline or still online reliant. From that point, as I mentioned, uh, they are also determining whether they will allow players to choose different characters during the story mode or keep it centric to the actual characters that are based on that uh cutscene. So, there will be like with each stage, with each stage, you're going to be cutscenes before and after each transitioning over to the game. So, I like the idea of this. This is going to be so cool. and here's the other thing i was i heard um during a conference too um when they were discussing it i think they're going to try it during a story mode you're going to have the ability to do super moves sort of like uh i guess like ultra moves or whatever like that um you know you know the like fighting games the gauge level goes up when you earn a certain thing like just like you do with normal but they're going to do something their 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 moves are going to be this new like super ultra or whatever is going to be called is going to be so powerful that it's going to take out a lot of people a lot of uh enemies or whatnot that move is so powerful that it will not be part of the <laughs> actual they they claimed right now it won't be a part of the normal online campaigns so that also tells me about the experience that we're gonna have and i don't know i i don't know i i'm just glad that they're gonna have a story mode for this and we're gonna be able to follow it it should have happened a long time ago but now we got something to follow so that i mean overall this game this is very exciting uh there were also other games too today announced at blizzcon as well uh hearthstone uh was coming uh diablo a new diablo game is going to be coming so a lot of excitement for the fans of uh blizzard entertainment however moving on to our next Uh, Subject. And segueing from this, BlizzCon was not without a share of controversy as protesters uh, spoke out against Blizzard Entertainment after the Hearthstone pro player known as Blitz Chung at Hong Kong was punished for showing his support to the Hong Kong protests during an official Blizzard live stream event. They, to to put it frank, they Colin Kaepernicked this uh player that played pretty much uh he is no longer allowed to compete in any hearthstone events for a year for, well at the at the time they punished him for a year as well as relieving him of his winnings uh blizzcon would later rethink the decision and uh by reducing the sentence to six months restoring his winnings however that didn't stop the protesters from deciding to actually you know, voice their opinions because still, they feel that he shouldn't have to. He shouldn't have been punished at all. He voiced his opinion. It's. I don't look. Um, in America, it's it's technically free speech, <laughs> because the Colin Kaepernick situation. is like I can't really say that it's total free speech because this dude is still not in the NFL at all and it's 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 a shame it's really a shame he should have a right to voice his opinion and you know to that extent nor as well as blitz Jung. um these there's something going on right now there's something that needs to be addressed these guys have the platform to do it it doesn't hurt at all i don't i don't see why it hurts at all it wouldn't hurt i think it, it really it as they can see it hurts them more to defy them more than not to I think if they would have done it, it would have been out of its way. It would have been an effective thing for them, but it wouldn't have caused such chaos as it, as it does now. And people wouldn't looked at it funny. So, they, I, I get, you know, if you put it in comparison and contrast, Blitz Entertainment handled themselves slightly better than the NFL did in a sense that they're still bringing them back. They're allowing them to come back. They let them get his winnings. They're of the lesser evil, but they're not out of the loop yet. So because there is a situation and, you know, out there as far as this situation with Hong Kong and everything, I won't get into details. Go do your homework, do your research on social media, or on the Internet about that. But people are, you know, rebelling and, and and rightfully so much like other like people have done for Saudi Arabia. I wish everybody would have done it for Saudi Arabia. There's some sellouts out there, unfortunately and you know that's that's the situation um along with this t-shirts were given out which uh congoers let uh to congoers of blitzcon to let them hear their voice i don't now the thing is i don't know necessarily if they allow well like if people got that shirt and put on that shirt were they allowed to go into blitzcon with those shirts i haven't heard anybody say anything bad about that or anything about that uh as to whether they did that yet but that's the situation i honestly the news is out there, but I don't think it's made as much noise as they want to. But they, I'm really happy that there were people going out there to protest the situation because we don't have enough people doing that, sadly, and, or fighting back when a situation has occurred. I just had this conversation about this on the Stereo Titans interview when talking about listening to people or fighting for people and protect or being the voice for the vulnerable out there. Um, I think it's sad. The geek community, uh, the one thing I can say about the geek community is that they are so pressed to defend anything that they are that feel as right. They'll defend. They'll try to prove that they are a professional or know everything about whatever. But when it comes to fighting for what's right and fighting when believed, these people stay behind the keyboard. Not all of them. But a majority of them, I can safely say, a majority of people in the geek culture, or rather, sit on their ass, type in their phones, type on a computer, uh, or you know, and have this conversation about how much they know about everything. Which to that extent, some of them may or may not, because when I can tell you now, see three words to uh, to really know if somebody actually knows what the hell they're talking about. Where's your source? And guaranteed, all of those who are talking out of their ass <laughs> will not be able to come up with the source, or the source that they have is not valid or does, holds no merit from there. So, you got people like that. But when it comes to like fighting for, you know, listening to somebody who's been harmed, fighting for what's right, something political, voting, uh, you know, in an election, which by the way, I did vote. And I hope a lot of you out there voted because this is now the time to be the beginning of the end. But I digress. When it comes to all of that, people are not doing what they're supposed to do, but they want to pretentiously act like they're part of something or they're about something. So I am, I, I, I commend everybody who actually went out there and if, especially if they're gamers, which I'm sure they are, they're, they decided to put their gaming fandom aside to fight for something that's more meaningful. And that's your voice. Think about that, people it's not hard to do and yes sometimes there's a risk sometimes but if you're fighting for something that you feel is worth it jump at it don't wait don't just wait Sometimes, and i'm not saying being a social justice warrior but he said because you know you could be too much you that could you gotta weigh it out you gotta pick your battles you gotta you know you just gotta you know know what's right and what you're fighting for and not and sometimes it's not just sitting on your ass it's making calls, it's reaching out, it's doing your homework, it's, you know, really going out there to try to make a difference, to try to help out those who can not help themselves you know, I, I talk about protect and save all the time yeah, this is one of them, I'm still protect, trying to protect and save those, I don't know why I just do, you know just, I've always had a thing about just making sure that we're living in peace and everybody's living right, you know I, you know i remember one time i went to um you know my, me and my ex we were at you know somewhere in philadelphia near 7-eleven and there was a guy you know abusing his wife with his child and a stroller and they and that child it got so crazy that the, ch- the stroller went over with the child in there and i was like i, I snapped and i literally spared that dude to get away from both the child and the mom, <laughs> and I just went on natural reaction. I'm not saying everybody should, you know, react to that way, but you know, you can't turn an eye to something that's wrong. You should not turn an eye to something that's wrong. I am so tired of people getting away with wrongs in this world, and you should too. So when you when stuff like that happens, come on, voice your opinion on it. Show your show your love because that can happen to you. That can happen to you. You could be one of these people in that same situation that Blitz Chung is in. You could be one of those same people that are, like, fighting for their life right now. And, you know, have been arrested for something that they did not do. You can be one of those people. Don't ever think that you can't be one of those people. Don't ever. Nobody. (laughs) And nobody is guaranteed anything. But I digress. Let's move on to some other Great news in the world of gaming. The Lone Wolf, Terry Bogard, has officially entered the world of Smash. He is the latest character available right now for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And not only that, he brings gifts. If you pay $5.99 for Terry Bogard, you also get 50 SNK tracks for some of your favorite Neo Geo classics. And this is awesome. I've actually got a chance to play with Terry. I'm going to say now, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if Terry Bogart becomes a main for a lot of people. When I say main, it's people's main character that they use to fight anybody. Uh, Right now, Ryu is mine, second by, uh, what is it, Ken, and... I'm gonna add Terry Bogart. All the fighting game characters are my favorites, and they did—they made Terry Bogart a very fun character to play. All of his favorite uh, move sets is in there. The power wave, the power—the uh, power, uh, power punch—is uh, on air. Uh, I haven't not yet done the power geezer yet, uh, the geyser yet, because I haven't played through him. And um, totally, I played a few matches. What I do love about uh, playing with him on the story mode or whatever, or the uh, adventure mode is that every stage that he plays in they do it k uh kof style and if you don't know it's king of fighter style which means he fights three different characters each stage and that's awesome that is so awesome that, uh, so they do it he doesn't have three people but he plays against three characters in the kof style so once he defeats one another one comes out so it, it play, and then uh his king of fighter stage is so awesome it, it looks really good it's now one of my favorite stages too that and um the uh little Mac, the little max stage uh, as well as the pokemon stage is one of my favorite stages of all time for uh, uh ultimate smash brothers so i wouldn't be surprised if he's going to be a main for there i'm i can't wait to see the second series of characters and who they're going to have for that because i hope that they're better i because so far go uh terry bogart is the only character that I cared about getting. Like, I know there's some Persona fans out there and they like Joker. I'm not, I don't really play um, Persona 5 like that. The only Persona game I've ever played was the the fighting game that Arc System Works came out with uh, some time ago. And also um, Blue Blaze Blue um, Tag Battle, which they're on there as well, I believe. So I haven't been too much of a Persona fan like that. I know it's a really cool... Dill, um i think they do believe they got an anime out too maybe i need to check out the anime maybe i'll you know be able to adjust to wanting to get joker but so far their lineup hasn't been for me i'm not saying that they're bad character choices it's just i'm not a dragon quest fan like that um although i played dragon quest games before uh and i do like a character artwork so i on that merit i was like Maybe I should get it because I am a fan of his style and like to see my character Toriyama design is actually in the game. If Goku ever goes in the game, then yeah, that'll change the game for me. But uh, I'm waiting to see what else they have, but I like the fact that you'll be able to just get each one per time so I'm not knocking anybody who got the entire pass I mean because there are fans out there for each one they just finally got one that I like and I'm able to get that one separately and the other thing is too I talked to um my man Elijah McKinnon on the ACMG Facebook group about this um the reason uh, other reason why I didn't get the pass is because you know I compare it I'll compare that to let's say Mortal Kombat the deal with that in uh, that pass in Mortal Kombat season pass is that the characters that they pick for Mortal Kombat are actually Im- uh, immersed into the world so like they're literally i i to me i feel like that's that's an extra amount of you know incentive for me to do it like when i get tekken characters it's like they're just there and i talked about this before i don't like the fact that you just got these characters there but they're not really with the world that they're in Netherrealm realm went all out to make sure that each character and they've been doing this since um injustice They make sure that every, you know, guest character that they have in the game is actually in the world. Like, they acknowledge, they recognize him. And when you look at characters like Terminator, uh, the T-800, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who entered the game. And you have, you know, or Carl, (laughs) for those who saw the movie. um, If you got Carl, that's, you know, the Terminator, that's in the game. He interacts with everybody he fights he has something to say to everybody. He even says names. He he has conversations with them. They really went all out to immerse them in the world. So to me, it's worth to have every single character from that in there. I think I got my money's worth with that. When you get this, it's just like, okay, they're just there. But they're not a part of the actual universe, technically, because you don't see them in the story mode. You just you have the assumption that they are part of there as well. So it, it doesn't really... I, I feel like it's like okay it's not really much to me that i get whoever or what but if they get something body i like like terry bogart i'm jumping on it you know so um or like they did with you know ken and all that stuff so that's the deal but it, there's something for everybody for ultimate that's what makes ultimate so awesome it is the greatest collaboration of game characters ever bar none from there, so uh, if you haven't got them yet, if you haven't gotten a pass yet, you know the pass is there twenty nine ninety nine, or if you want to get them individually, they're five ninety nine each, and you get some extra incentives as well. Um, there are also some uh, really cool me skins in there as well, like Ryo Sakazaki from Art of Fighting. You can get that in there, and uh, Nakaruru from Samurai Showdown. You get her skin as well, like her clothing as well for your me, uh, which really looks like a really cool cartoon. Yurei uh, Yagami. From King of Fighters. They got his clothing as well, his wig and his costumes as well. So they got so much other really fanfare content in there that you could buy as well from the Terry Bogart uh, set. So go out of your way and check it out. It's awesome. It is absolutely awesome. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is Death Stranding. It's coming out this week. There's some early reviews and reactions from the game. And I was hesitant to get this game, I was excited. I have the greatest, utmost respect for uh, Hideo Kojima. You know, for what he's done, for what he's done for the industry, for what he's done for PlayStation, for what he's done for Konami, who, for what reason, I don't know, has been very ungrateful to him to the point that they decided to let him go. And what do we get from Konami after that? We got that damn crap fest of a Contra game. That's what we got from Konami. That's That's their newest, latest freaking hit. So, in hindsight of that, Kojima left. Worked with PlayStation uh, through his own production uh, company, Kojima Productions. They produced the long-awaited game starring Norma Reedus of The Walking Dead. Uh, that, written, I believe, and directed by Guillermo del Toro, and and casted with he's cast as one of the, as one of the characters in the game as well, as well as a, a lot of others. Troy Baker's in there as well. Uh, a lot of really big name. Uh, actors are in a part of this project the thing that, I, as beautiful and as anticipated as i wanted to see this game the thing that kind of gave me threw me off about it is they never really talk about the gameplay they never stressed about the gameplay it was very ignomatic as far as as far as the gameplay and the story about it and it was so it was such a you know um a, a mystery as to what this game was going to be that I didn't want to cling on to it yet, just because it was Hideo Kojima. I like the fact that I'm a big fan of Norma Reedus. I, you know, Daryl's one of the best characters in The Walking Dead, bar none. Arguably, especially arguably that. Um, but you know, I've been I've loved him ever since uh, Blade Two. But granted, I couldn't I couldn't shy off of the fact that, like. I don't feel like i i'm getting enough information to warrant me to be anticipated or to be excited for this game just yet the graphics looks beautiful i don't know what the hell is going on with the story he's holding a baby um i like the rick and morty uh promo for it where they kind of even don't know what the hell's going on and and rick of all people couldn't even explain what the hell's going on but he's just they're carrying a baby up and everything and you know it's the the storyline was just is it too weird for me to even want to do but even more The gameplay for me has to work. And I've read some reviews on it so far. There's mixed reviews on it, which is not necessarily the best. It's not necessarily the best from that. It's from good. It's from okay to great. You know, I mean, okay to, you know, it was okay to great to some extent. There's some who feel that they really do like it. There's other ones who feel that it's not enough. The gameplay was not, you know, uh, much to be desired. In this case, and that's what I was afraid of. I saw the gameplay uh, demo- demos of it, and it was like, okay, what exactly are you doing? What are you doing to fight off? And it doesn't look appealing. It looks like the game to me came off way more story centric and story heavy than it did, you know, for it than it did with the actual, you know, gameplay. Like I, I feel like there was a imbalance. So if I really wanted to, this is one of those games that I feel like. I'm gonna watch on YouTube and watch all the cutscenes and get a really good aspect on air and just have a movie experience it rather than rather than actually just play the game because the the gameplay aspect and that's when that's been so far the biggest um issue with the game so far, if I'm hearing, and the reactions from it is that there's a disconnect of the the uh the story experience to the gameplay experience and it feels like it was more story focused than anything so uh it looks like you know with mixed reviews you know if you go algebraic with it is positive times negative equals a negative so that's i don't know for his first try uh yeah outside of that i I can tell you this is still better than what konami did (laughs) regardless of whatever people think about that game it's still better than what konami has done in fact let me go in and see what's the latest with this Death Stranding Reviews. Go and Google this real quick. So, I mean, metrics, uh, MetaMetrics gives it... Which, MetaMetrics is the basically a roundup of all the reviews from major gaming sites. It's, it's an 83 percentile, which is fair. Uh, one company... One uh, gaming media, Giant Bomb... Uh, gives it a 2 5 a 2 out of 5 uh Game Radar gives it a 3.5 out of 5 which is honestly really not that good um there's also let me see Jay Bomb Centric Game Radar there are other ones as well let me go to the metrics and see who got an early review so far so some people are giving it a 100 uh IGN Spain gives it a 87 uh wow somebody gave it a 35 (laughs) so i mean yeah it's not my cup of tea i think people are actually uh excited for the game i'm hoping that it is uh we we even did a poll of course on acmg facebook group as well and i'm gonna put that up right now and get the reactions from it give me bear with me just for one sec because there was it this too also got mixed uh, reactions to it as well uh from there. So there it is. Here we go. So I put up a poll asking uh you know, there's a lot of mixed reviews uh coming from it. Are you excited for this game when it comes out and are you getting the game when it comes out? 57% of that poll said yes, I'm hyped for this. 43% said no, I'm a bit skeptical. So that is very interesting that this there's some mixed reactions here as well like there's some people who feel like they may not actually it may not be as good as it looks because it looks phenomenal if you base it off the fact of what it looks like it looks great there's a part of it to me i get that final fantasy uh vibe from it not the final fantasy the game i'm talking like the final fantasy movie that came out not the not advent child the one before that that was just boring as all hell and um that uh i get that vibe from it i really get that fight uh, that vibe from it and i'm hoping that what was that name uh that movie called i really forgot i knew somebody's gonna kill me for it what was that because um and i'm not talking about spirit within that was the one yeah because there's actually believe it or not if you don't know there's been three movie three final fantasy movies that came out um the spirit within which came out in theaters um advent child which came out which should have came out on theaters that was the one for final fantasy 7 and King's kingsglaive which was focused on uh final fantasy 15 which had um jesse from um i forgot his name aaron paul from um well, uh what is that uh God breaking bad on air so I get the spirit within vibe with this game in which it's a weird storyline that I don't know where it's gonna take you, but I'm gonna hold off on not only just reviews but I'm just gonna wait till it comes on to YouTube for this cause i i for me it may not be my cup of tea, it may be your cup of tea, but i i i just i really really really, really want it to um get a feel on it but i again i don't play a lot of kojima games like that i like i said i played a few uh you know i played a few metal gear games i'm not gonna say i totally enjoyed it to an extent but i i just wanted to play it just to say i played a metal gear game and i went through it and i played uh sons of liberty and i played you know um snake eater snake eater was a bitch (laughs) <laughs> but there it, it was something to enjoy i i'm not really the stealthy type dude but i do recognize hideo kojima for the genius that he's been and the value that he is as a developer and a um you know a game developer and a producer he's awesome but you know I, i'll hold off on this i know i'm waiting i'll be waiting to hear people's reaction when it comes out i'll probably do another poll to see what they thought of it as well i'm very interested in what our acmg fa- uh, Facebook group members uh think about the game as well so i uh, will talk about that folks that will do it for this portion of select start we're going to take a break come back and review mario versus sonic i'm sorry mario and sonic at the olympics 2020 in tokyo we'll do that right after this live.com talktomelive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit talktimelive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life and love all things. ACMG. Talk Talk time. Live. folks we are back with our final stage review and it is my review of mario and sonic at the olympics 2020 in tokyo i've been waiting for this game uh to check out because i've played the other olympic games and they rather under delivered or just delivered enough and I wanted to see a little bit more from each game, uh, even adding like a story element, which they're now doing for all of these, you know, spin-off games that they're doing with Mario. Um, they did it for the last game on the 3DS. They did it for the sports game. Uh, so I wanted to see a little bit more out of this. I felt like the last Olympic game that they came out with kind of underdelivered as far as the story mode. It was the story mode was just too short for me uh, for that. And I wanted to see a little bit more fleshing out. In that case, and then it was also I wanted to see more uh, events, more events that they had, and this time around I think they rather over delivered in this case, uh, as opposed to like delivered just about enough in a sense. But we'll talk about that and more. So this time around, the team of Mario and Sonic is back to celebrate the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. Actually, I'm more than I'm kind of I'm kind of in. in very interested in this olympics because it's in tokyo and there's an anime theme to this so i am kind of excited about this time around for the olympics and what they're going to do because if you don't know uh if you if you really haven't know the olympics this year is in tokyo and it will focus on an anime theme based celebrating some of the iconic anime characters uh that we've grown to love such as sailor moon goku naruto and they're all going to be shown in the Olympics this time around. Their new mascot is actually pretty cool too, which you can see in the game as well. And I I'm excited because this to me, and I've talked about I talked about this ages ago as far as the Olympics when I, when the announcement of the Olympics came about. And I had a crew of cast members here at the time. They were not believing. We did a subject on this as to whether anime is becoming mainstream and. I said that this absolutely is. Be- I'm seeing signs that anime is being taken to another level, and with the and then shortly after they disagreed with me on this. What happens? These guys are these characters that we love from Shonen Jump and all these other different, uh, you know, Shonen or Shoji, you know, manga and comic books are being honored at the Olympics. There's you don't get bigger than than the Olympics, so. And then you had uh, Goku at the Macy's Parade. Mainstream, dude. (laughs) It's like, how much bigger are you going to get? And then Dragon Ball Super Brawly scored a lot of money when it released in theaters. So I don't understand why the idea that anime is not getting to mainstream. And then you see all these people, all these celebrities and all these people wearing, like, you know, Dragon Ball gear and, and, and... uh, Pokemon or, or Sailor Moon gear, you see it everywhere. It is so culturally in tune now, assimilated to pop culture. Right now, it isn't funny. So, the idea of the Olympics being on Tokyo was really intriguing to me. I'm looking forward to it. But also, I knew that a new Sonic Mario and Sonic game would come out, and we have it here. So, you got the team of Mario and Sonic back to celebrate the 2020 Olympics and the biggest game to date, in my opinion. Uh, this game you uh have characters from both iconic games competing for the gold as they always do uh this time it's on a nintendo switch and that means there's going to be an upgrade of a lot of things that they won't be able to do on a 3ds such as more uh event mini games uh graphic you know upgrade i mean immensely upgraded from there so you got to take it from there and it, this is something that i think that a lot of reviewers didn't do they focused on what they did now i am also comparing it to what they did before and i i've read maybe a few reviews that i noticed that they're focusing on like this game was the first time it came out um the games have been always uh, somewhat fun but not filling i think this i think they stuffed you <laughs> with this one because they added a lot of content to this one uh i don't understand i i I was hearing some some reviews out there were saying that it just would like after the campaign uh the story campaign there's not a full i'm sorry there's like a ton of mini games that you could play outside of the story mode and in the story mode there's a lot of content in this game i don't know what the hell people are talking about with that that to me sounded like they weren't really paying attention to what they were reviewing There's a, like, I've played the last game. There's been, it was a healthy amount of, you know, mini games to what they can add and put into that game. On the Nintendo Switch, they're adding so much. I'll talk about it in a minute. But this latest addition to the series adds more competitive mini games than ever before, as well as uh, a much needed very, to me, in my opinion, to me, I'm enjoying this right now, the story mode that not only provides narrative for the series, but also educate you on some of the trivia with with some trivia knowledge on the history of the 1964 Olympics and Tokyo uh, in Tokyo and some of the characters in both game universes, which they never did before. So I like that edition. I really did the story. The sto- well, first, let me tell you about the story real quick. Uh, the story has all of the characters from Mario and Sonic World, Sonic's World, uh, reuniting once again to compete in the uh, 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, Japan. However. The tag team of King Koopa and Dr. Eggman plots to seal both Mario and Sonic away using an old school game system uh, which is created to send them the two legendary characters into a retro gaming world based on the 1964 Olympics in Tokyo which they would uh, be trapped forever. Unfortunately, the trap backfired as the game system not only sucked Mario and Sonic uh, and but Koopa and Eggman as well now everyone uh in the both the retro world and the real world quote-unquote is trying to uh find a way to free him and get back so as far as the story the story mode I'm still enjoying the story mode I have no trouble with the story mode most story modes that I've um ha- that I've ende- uh, in uh and you know had to encounter when in game reviews some of them can be tedious some of them can be can, long. Um, I think considering last story mode in comparison to the last Olympics games story mode, which I felt was short. This one is heavily fleshed out. It's heavily fleshed out. It has an open world and it, the, format, the, the format of the open world, not, not open world. I want to say open world that that's that's the wrong way of saying it. Uh it's a it has the um it's very similar to that of, you know, any Mario game that you play where you go from stage to stage. It also it also actually, you know, plays a little bit like Mario Party in a sense. So technically I feel like it's a Mario Party game and it sits with different, you know, mini games and such to play. Uh, but they do a lot in here. To really engage you into the story, they even have certain mini games that are not like Olympic mini games, but they're stories. They're uh, mini games to help progress the story, engage you into the story better, and those games will help. Will then be unlocked, you know, to play later. So they, I think that they went an extra, you know, they went extra uh, rounds to make this game a little bit more enjoyable than all the um olympic games that you got a chance to play you choose not only that you choose up to 24 actually over at 24 i believe it's like 24 3d olympic competitive uh mini games and events 10 2d mini game events and then 10 extra mini game uh mini games that's in the story mode which i mentioned which like i said you unlock so it's like a combined total of 44 family Fun filled games what part of 44 44 i counted 44 2d and 3d combined and those other games 44 how the hell is there not enough things to do in that game i don't understand why there were certain people that was that was the i don't understand note that the game provides over 20 characters from both mario and sonic worlds each with their own abilities now granted i say 20 it's over 20 because within certain games you can play as certain other characters that can are that are only uh central to that game or that mini game or event so at they have not yet been unlocked to be playing on other games but if you play a certain game there's a certain extra character that you'll be able to play in there so you have that um the you have like over 20 characters initial characters to play uh for both mario and sonic uh, worlds with their own abilities and uh, handicaps uh, to give you a different play experience and, and challenge when playing with these events. The 2D events will allow you to choose up to eight characters, four from Mario and four from Sonic's World. Uh, and each mini game provides a different way to play based on the competition. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm actually, and I'm playing through this game, and what I like about the, I love the 3D games. But it's something about the 2D Olympic events that are so much fun. What they did is... And I this is what I question too. When I read some of the reviewers, I don't know the age demographic of the reviewers that we're, that we're reading from. Because if you owned a Nintendo Entertainment System from back in the 80s, then you've... All, guaranteed, you've played a lot of Olympic... Really fun Olympic games like track and field. Uh, like what can i say like the power pad game that you used to play like that um you know any kind of sports game that was based on the olympics you played those games they managed to give bring back that nostalgic feel with the 2d games and even furthermore it's it's really awesome but this is the part i was talking about like they went retro with the game but they also with the visuals of the game but they also stepped it up with updated control schemes and updated bells and whistles for this game as well that i really really enjoyed out of that spot too so i actually you know as far as that i i didn't mind the story mode at all. the story mode it is very fleshed out but i didn't mind because the dialogue is not that bad the dialogue doesn't really it doesn't hurt too much it doesn't really uh make a big deal. i've read some really really long tedious dialogue like anything from blaze blue or guilty gear i it, that's why it's like if i play a game that has heavy that's right really dialogue heavy and the story mode is really long i needed to have an english cast i needed to have an english like an english dub cast because it helps for me to get you know bring it all along and i gotta read in small text or i gotta keep reading all this text and everything when the purpose of the game is to actually play the game so I like the fact that the dialogue and the narrative that they're doing is a little bit more simplified in a sense. They're not, you know, they're, it's not like a paragraph that they're speaking. Um, it, it, I mean, there's a lot of story in this game. There's a ton, there's a lot of story in this game. I think there's some people was just fatigued or, we, of course, we also live in a short attention society. So you got to take that into consideration because some people just doesn't have the tolerance to be able to listen. Everybody has a different threshold and a different you know uh in a different you know preference of how much they want to read in in a game or how much dialogue they want to take in a game so i wouldn't necessarily rely on one review or not because it might just be their preference or their opinion it's not the totality of everybody it doesn't dictate everybody's thing nor nor is mine you might think that it is tedious you might think that it is flushed way too flushed out you want something a little shorter well that may not be for you but that doesn't say that the game is bad and from that aspect at all some people may like it some people may not so i just want to point that out there um from there the uh the game's control schemes for each mini game uh are i i think they're fair with a range of being easy to play to challenging. And challenging doesn't mean like it'll irritate you too because even if you lose, I tend to have fun even when I lose, you know, enjoy it when even when I lose because it makes for some reason they when you lose something funny happens. And it you know like if I played the horse mini game uh, event with uh princess Pe- it was the peach one of the princesses and um, I felt that was hilarious because when you lose it some they do some goofy little thing to make it like just a little bit more enjoyable that you lost and okay the feeling that i got is like i didn't feel irritated whenever i didn't do something right i felt more encouraged to keep practicing and keep practicing and get the learning curve of it before i actually you know being able to master it and get through so it's just a matter of repetition and practice and understanding what you do and eight do have tutorials in the game to help you really understand how you're doing it uh how to do it and you can always go back to rem- uh go back to reference what you did you could just hit the y button and it'll let you go back to see when you hit the pause button you can hit y let you you know make sure you know what you're doing and make sure you're doing it right so i, I like that aspect it makes it just makes it a lot more fun so some many like i said i mean there's some that has the learning curve to master but it, you know doesn't Uh, It it really doesn't provide an annoyance in the game. Each minigame is easy to learn. Very fun once you mastered it. Guaranteed. I haven't played one minigame that I really haven't liked yet. Now, the boxing to me was a little bit challenging. The boxing was just a tiny bit challenging because it was Luigi versus this big, you know, monster. And I felt like... um, Almost felt like he... The difficulty level was up, but it was just how... I was fighting so I had to fight I had to change up my style of how I was you know boxing the other guy but the boxing was cool the uh karate and kumite mode was really cool it's really cool as well so uh and and again the 2d stages is really really a lot of fun uh so I really enjoy that most games require tapping repeatedly in and some of the event, uh, events for running aiming and precision uh aiming and precision for climbing button combos for flipping and so much more so there's h game has a different way of playing and that's what i appreciate it just it, it it keeps the monotony of and and um of the game from just being tedious or not even just tedious um or just uh redundant if you will so it just it changes up every single time and again with like over 44 different game events you you can't be tired of it it's, it's really hard for you to be tired of it um, as always you can expect nothing but fluidity with the uh, ma- with uh, which makes this game experience a little bit uh, much more enjoyable, in a sense. Uh, the presentation, as far as that goes, the Nintendo is at its best, in my opinion. Uh, it comes from uh, presenting a world that draws you into um, the world they create. that's just plain and simple beautiful graphics and uh character design as only nintendo can do it bright landscapes stage designs displaying the animated version of a historical and iconic areas in tokyo uh seeing a massive crowd in the stadium helps the excitement of the game and gives it that really sportsmanlike atmosphere uh and I, i really enjoyed it i really really enjoyed it uh as far as the competitive mini games goes i think nintendo put in a lot of attention to detail uh this time around uh, to give it the cartoony e- game uh a real sport feel commentary for the 2d events is what really i think what i love the most because if you played a 2d game on the nintendo entertainment system you heard maybe one voice because they couldn't they couldn't they didn't have the technology to do constant talking in the game so like you hear like blades of steel or something like that or you lose that's pretty much it that's all they can fit in because the audio was so much it was so much memory into the audio it wouldn't fit to do everything else but this one has all the 2d games has full audio commentary and it is really fun to hear the commentary and then him talk you know say sonic's name or mario's game and through sonic is going through the road he's going in first place sonic is going to win it's it's really it really helps the enjoyment of the game um mario is jumping through he's going in he's going to win he actually did it <laughs> it's, i love that i love that presentation i really love that presentation the funny thing is it is not in the 3d version like, when you play the 3D uh, events, there is no commentary. I don't understand why. I guess it, maybe it was just to make the 2D version a little bit more special by making it only for that. But it's really enjoyable. It, it takes me back, again, it takes me back to the old, you know, track and field days of, you know, that era. And I love the fact that you have a 8-bit character and then you have a 16-bit character together in one. So, like, because, you know, Dr. Eggman... And Sonic are 16-bit, and then you have Mario and Koopa who are back to their 8-bit NES um look when they're inside the game. So I think that I thought that was really funny. Um I haven't played the 2D. I'm I haven't played through the 2D version yet with all the characters, but I I really enjoyed it. So overall overall, definitely this is like the best. And I wait, I do want to point out I did I think the only negative For this game that I can agree with a lot of people. That's on these reviews. The only negative I see is the online. And here's my thing. I don't care about online like that. (laughs) I really don't. I really don't care about online. But if you're going to have it. Make sure it works. Make sure it works for the people who want it to work. And for some reason. And maybe it just needs a patch or something right now. um, For some reason. This game. Has lag issues with the online and i've i've read it and other people had this problem too i got on it myself and yeah there's some heavy lag issues i mean that can be very frustrating for those who like to play competitively online um again i can't i can't say anything if i'm playing overwatch fluidly which is all online heavy and online centric and there's no lags on that for me and then i play this and it's like boom 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 and you can see that i don't know if it's the result of some people who are joining in the game has low bars for internet uh capacity and bandwidth but i don't know if that plays a factor is it just the server itself doing an online feed i don't know but it they that's something that they need to focus and fix on so with that said that can be considered a definite negative and a quite a big negative too that can take a point down or two on a great point average if you will for that um but you know if you're gonna have online you got to make sure it works for everybody and it works fluidly otherwise i understand i actually i'm more of a single player you know guy um or if i play with anybody it's like locally if you will but honestly um i hate reviews that review games and maybe i'm just going out of the loop here but i hate reviews that review games that don't have online And they grade it based on the fact that they don't have online. I think that is the dumbest thing ever because, all right, not everything has to be online. Not everything needs to be online. Uh, If you grade it based on the fact that it's online, I think that's in rather, that's an unethical way of actually, actually reviewing. Because maybe they didn't want online. It's not meant to online. You base it on the game that you're playing. Does the game play the way that it should based on what they were trying to do? If they don't have online, you I don't think you should grade, you should downgrade somebody, you know, a game based on the fact that they don't have online. If they want it online, they would add online to it. But you focus on what the game is doing right now. So if it's an offline game, it's an offline campaign, single player campaign, you base it on that. Is it a good game for what it does? That's all it should be. But if you're gonna turn a grain down because you think that everybody should have online move, no. No that's that's not that to me that's not the way to grade the game was purposely come to come out as an online game uh with the online features if it does then you grade it for what it is it has online great if it doesn't don't grade it because it. that's not fair that to me is not fair that's just my opinion of course with that but overall the, this is the best Mario and Sonic collab to date, in my opinion. This game provided a lot, of, a ton of replay value for me. Um, a very fleshed out story mode. Uh, so it might not be for everybody, but I dug it. It gave me some hours to play and a lot of stories. There's some funny little dialogue in there as well for the game. I think some people may just... You know, have a short attention span to be able to tolerate that. It that, and I, I can speak, I can say for myself that there are some games that are just too long. I didn't think this one was one of them. Uh, so the chat, you know, the characters, the mini games, the lighthearted and easy to follow story, and that's the other thing. The, it was so easy to follow. It, it wasn't complicated. It wasn't too much of itself in that sense. Um, and it really celebrates the history of the Tokyo Olympics as well as the retro modern day gameplay as well. This to me if you need something that is very fun and and like a really good fun stress relieving experience i think this is a good recommendation for you this to me is a canvas experience for gamers of all ages who just want to enjoy some uh, fun experience like this is a great family game title for people or this is a title for like if you're frustrated with other games you go to this game and i think you could find something within this game to really have fun and enjoy as well so if anything, uh, despite the fact that the, the online features is on here and it's not up to par, I would definitely give this game a B, a solid B for this because you know, yeah, you do have an online feature and it's lag heavy. It's very lag heavy, so I can understand that. That to me is like it really deters the whole entire experience for people. So uh, I give it an actual B. So there you have it. I still say it's worth a get if you're a single player guy, if you're a man of, uh, if you're a fan of Mario and, and Sonic you won't you i think you'll enjoy this game for what it is so next week on select start folks we will review yet another koneo river city title the third title from arc system works this year which is crazy called stay cool kobayashi sun which comes out is out now it is out now i actually played it a tiny bit you know, I turned it on. I played it a tiny bit before I started the show. Uh, it's, out for the, it's out for the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Steam right now. Uh, actually, isn't it out for all systems? I think it's out for all systems, if I'm correct. It's out, I think Xbox is getting it, too, if I'm correct. Uh, this game is yet another spinoff from the koneo Kon series, starring Koneo's arch-enemy, Kobayashi. Now, it's funny. The trailer tells that this is the first spinoff ever and that's not true because we just played a lot of us just played river city girls which in fact is a spinoff from that title so no this is the second spinoff i don't understand why they deflecting away from that that's weird uh but you know we're going to be talking about that a week later after that we will have our review of pokemon sword and shield hopefully this is game freaks redemption from that irritating Mess that I just <laughs> archived or deleted from my uh, my Switch. I I can't even deal with that game. I can't. I am so upset about that game. But I I have great hope that Pokemon Sword and Shield will rele- re- redeem themselves from that debacle. They should never do that again. I pray they should never do that game again. In my opinion, and of course, more news in the world of gaming. Uh, and don't forget, folks. Retrosoft Games will be on the show to talk about the upcoming wrestling game, Retromania Wrestling, starring legends and current stars of pro wrestling, celebrating the spirit of WWE WrestleFest and more. So stay tuned for that. I'll give you more detail on when that can happen. We're gonna close out a date and time. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And this Sunday on Talk Time Live, I believe I'm gonna start the Thankful Five series. And I believe we're gonna start off with anime for this series. So we're gonna talk about the five anime shows i am thankful for this year so we're going to talk about that and much more in the world of our favorite fandom so folks that will do it on behalf of myself this is dac xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here folks talk to you someday